Howdy folks. Widget Walls from NeedCoffee.com here. Roxas with Roxas Spanish house. house on her North American tour. This is her first first, first stop. First leg. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I so did you did you do, do the hobo train thing up here or did you We found the abandoned mill. <laughs> She doesn't mean the Brawl restaurant. All crimes are committed. Yes. <laughs> but we won't we won't um, get into that on camera. No. no. Alright, so we're back again for another Way Home review. Here's how it works for the uninitiated. Uh, we've just left the cinema where we've seen a film, uh, and now we're going to tell you about that film on the way home. Uh, and today we're here to talk about Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, all right, so Edge of Tomorrow synopsis. So basically, it's like this. Uh, Earth has been invaded by tentacle beasts from beyond, and uh, they seem to keep getting the drop on us and kicking our collective human asses. Uh, but it turns out that they have some ability to turn back time. Uh, so they they actually are able to respond to that song if they could turn back time and they did find a way uh, but somehow as is revealed uh, Tom Cruise because he is Tom Cruise uh, gains that ability and thus every time he dies the day resets itself and the basically they have a chance to stop the cataclysm that's about to ensue and, and it's the way the tax collectors work. Is it? It is. Oh, that explains so much. Yes, it does. All right, so there's your synopsis. So, so Rox, I don't know how you feel about the film, mm -hmm. but there, there are some obvious concerns that you could have going into this film. Like, for example, that it's just Groundhog Day with more violence. There's, that is a valid concern. Oh, there is there is the point part. So, yes, there's like one cry scene. Just letting you know. There's a what? There is one crying scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still in that phase of my life. Oh, oh, I see. So. Which makes it a little better than Groundhog's Day. That's true. Yeah. The other thing you could say is that the concept of having to, because it's very clear from the trailer, I'm not giving anything away. But he's learning as he goes and adjusting his approach as he goes. So it is a lot like a video game in that respect. And a lot of this stuff played out like it could be a really awesome first-person shooter video game. That, I think, is a valid concern. Now, I don't know how you react to that stuff, but my thought is, I don't care. Because it was a ripping sci-fi yarn that was just entertaining. For the summer. For the summer. It was just a great summer film. Yes. Now, the only, in fact, the only thing I would say that I wish they had done is kept the original title, which is the, the book that it was based on, All You Need Is Kill, which is a great name. I can understand why they changed it, because, you know, if you have kill in the title, automatically that makes people think certain things, assuming that they think at all. Um, so were you were you overall happy with it with this, as a I summer was, film? I was. Um, for somebody that has not been able to pick films lately, yeah. <laughs> um, very.
very good as far as it is a summer film. Right. It is what you want. We got popcorn. We have soda, as you can hear in the back. Um, and it was enjoyable. We had explosions. We had... Well, on the screen. On we, screen. we didn't actually have explosions. Yeah. Um, you like your secondary characters. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and the whole... The odd thing about the whole comparing it to Groundhog Day is at one point you are rooting for like, dear God, could we move this on? Whereas playing for comedy with Bill Murray, your your take is a little different. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh my God, if you did, because I were you starting to calculate if he did just turn right instead of the left when he told her, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're watching it and there's calculating people that we are. Mm -hmm. You're starting to go, I can see where you're screwing up. <laughs> well, but I thought they did a good job of keeping it going. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you're having to sit through a bunch of learning experiences. Correct. You're meeting him sometimes about halfway through. Which, are just a key point, which is not giving a lot away, but as far as Tom Cruise's acting ability, he, he performs a thousand mile stare that actually has, you know, now, now uh, he, he's now a subordinate that he actually gets people to back away, mm. you know, because he's going through all of this. Right. It's going to have a lot of psychological issues for him. Right. So, um, well, that's the thing. I, I, a lot of people give Tom Cruise a lot of crap because he's a cultist. And for that reason, they probably should. But I mean, as far as his acting goes, I like him, especially since it's his he's. Job. Well, no, I know it's, it's well. That it's doesn't mean you're going to be good at it, <laughs> right? But what I like about it is that he is not afraid to do things. He is not afraid to get. Oh my up god! In the he screams. I, every time he screamed, I laughed because it's just so. But you're funny. like that with everyone, Rocks. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was just the off-camera scream were great. <laughs> Rocks, of course, is a scream connoisseur. Uh, but no, I, I thought he was good. And I thought that Emily Blunt was a believable, uh, in this case, a Molly Millions type of character. Yeah. Because again, you have the stronger female yeah. who is there to support the weaker male protagonist. Yes. Um, thank you, William Gibson. Yeah. Um, so, and, and here's, what, here's the thing that I really like, though, is that looking at the trailer, they don't reveal the whole backstory about how it all works. No. And a lot of films wouldn't. But this film, it, it made enough sense for it to hold together. You know, the whole how does he get the ability? Why is it like that? And indeed, one of the things that... It actually did something that wasn't as entertaining as Avengers, but it did have something that they actually did better than Avengers because they built it into the setup of their aliens. Uh, and it's extremely spoilery, so I won't go into it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something that Joss Whedon uh, pointed out on the commentary that they sort of just had to do um, based on the way the film was set up. But neither here nor there. I just, it, it impressed me that for a film that was a summer blockbuster, sort of pseudo-mindless tentpole thing, they actually took the time to figure out how that works so it would hold together. Again, something I complain about a lot in these things is build your universe, establish the laws of that universe, yes. adhere to the laws of the universe. Yes. 
And if, if you're, if you're going to break the laws, why did you set them up that way to begin with? So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, with all these type of alien type sort of genre films, you always wind up getting, you know, the military. There's always some jackass military guy. You always root against this. You, we didn't. Yeah, okay, the hierarchies acted the way they did because they had to, but nobody stood out as like, oh my god, when will they die? No, there, was none, there was none of that. I mean, which is good because it's like we're all in this together type of thing, and, and it worked really well as far as a military style. And it's, it's close to the um, anniversary of D-Day. Yeah, I think that's actually that's already... Why. That's already happened, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, so 70 years. Know, it's, yeah, yeah. But it's this year. Yeah. So. But you have, you know. The, it wasn't just one day. It lasted a little bit of time. Right. Yeah. And the idea is there's the storming of the beach. Right. And the, and, and the way they, they shot that, the chaos and everything was, you know, you, you look at Saving Private Ryan, the same kind of. It's true. It's kind of like Saving Private Ryan with exoskeletons. Yes. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing, too, that I liked was the fact that the alien design was so unique um, in the way that they acted and the way that they looked um, was really cool. And, I mean, it was interesting in that they're very obviously CG creations and they still looked like CG creations, right. but they still felt real on the screen, you know what I mean? Yes. So they were blended very well, all things considered. Yeah. Um, so that was very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it, the way they set it up, the way they the way they line it up, and what then proceeded to happen, all made a great deal of sense. And they built up their you know entertainment factor, and then cashed it in at the end. So it's actually it's actually a really good study in how to do a summer blockbuster. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the IMAX and 3D goes, I. What, what did you think? Okay, my thing is, is you, you notice everything first off, and then you're done. I mean, it's uh, your eyes take over. You yeah. don't... You get so used to it. The way they created the world was really interesting, because it was almost like what uh, Scorsese did with Hugo. Yeah. You created around the world. There wasn't a lot of stuff going... There, it looked like a more of an immersion well, yeah it looked, it looked organic look. when something yes. did flip out at you yeah it was organic it wasn't one of those we have a spirit therefore we have a spirit the camera um the imax large screen your eyes adjust you know i think this is a film that you can even watch in the smaller theater i think well i liked the i liked the, the large format for like the beach scenes yeah because i yes. thought that really gave you a size of the the um a sense of the size of what was going on. Oh yeah. Um, yes, so I, I agree to that. Yeah, I, I liked that bit of it. Um, so uh, you know, I, I, I really liked the, the big screen myself. I thought the 3D was better than most. Yeah. In that, like you said, it was it was they they seemed to have actually done the film with 3D in mind mm -hmm. uh, and then made it organic. But I could I could in the end take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as it wasn't as good as Hugo. Whereas with Hugo, like the whole time I was sitting there going. Wow, this is like really good, yeah. <laughs> 3D wise yeah. and, and everything else wise, um, or even something like the first Captain America film, where you stayed aware of the fact it was in 3D, but it didn't, it wasn't invasive. Right. So, I mean, the 3D was good, 
but I don't know if it's worth, you know, the extra bucks. However, yeah. the problem is, at least here, you can't see the IMAX without the 3D. Um, so you're, you're sort of stuck if you want the, the large format with going to check out the 3D. But, uh, Otherwise, everything stayed. It was, it was the, what I, I've always said was when you have 3D glasses, it's, they're tinted. Such as what I brought up with Coraline. The, the colors aren't as vibrant. They they learned from Hugo, which is what I've said is right, right. they created the color palette accordingly yes. to the glasses. And I think, you know, it's one of those trial and errors that Hollywood has been playing around with. It's like, okay, now we now we understand how the color palette in your eyes work. So um, but then again, you like for me halfway through I totally forgot I had the glasses on mm. so it's like is it lost on you well okay does it work because you you forget they're on so you kind of miss out on what pops out at you but as far as making it seem like more immersion style mm. that's the way I see it if it immersion if, if you're immersed into the movie then I think it's working mm. no it's true it's true um, so, so what, what do you think as far as a recommendation goes? What would be your recommendation for folks? Early show. Oh, um, always. Almost always. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, you know, for me, who can't pick films right at the moment, um, I'm going to give it a four, because, okay. um, it's, it's, you know, you see it with your group of friends. And it's, it's one of those films that you actually do see with your friends and then you can talk about it later. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say a four. For a summer. Summer. Yeah. Four. yeah. Summer four. <laughs> summer four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I would, I think I would probably, I'm wavering between a three and a half and a four just because it was, um, it was well crafted for a summer blockbuster film, but it was a summer blockbuster film. And, um, well, here's my question yeah. is, okay, we have, I know this breaks into the other ones. How well will it do as a summer film, considering all the kids are going to the, the fault of the star, whatever, whatever. Do you think so? I, I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it'll do well. I mean, it's, okay. <coughs> it, it's, uh, I don't know about its staying power mm -hmm. in the States. I think it'll do really well oh, overseas. Yeah. I mean, it's, I believe it's a Japanese novel that it was based on. Yeah. I don't know if it was a novel or a graphic novel, honestly, but but I think I think it'll do well, especially because 3D is so. And it has big in Asia. a really unique. Hollywood's also gearing their their production towards Europe, I believe. Well, I mean, the the cast is a mix. Right. Um, more so than most films. Right. Especially it, for a blockbuster. It's set in London, mostly. And it's honestly a film that they can show in the Middle East, I would say. Yeah. Um, because there's no no sex involved. In right. It. So, so I mean, that's their number one thing. Right. They, so they for our viewers the in the Middle East, <laughs> it's safe. Yes. So, so yeah, I think I'm thinking I'll, I'll figure it out by the time I get this posted. Between a three and a half and a four. Uh, and I would say it's it's worth seeing on the big screen in some form or fashion. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so all, all I will say is uh, Tom Cruise, in regards to Oblivion, all is forgiven. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling lenient. Yeah. 
that movie was crap. Uh, so, Rox, any final thoughts before we sign off? From yeah, Wales? don't park a white car that's pristine in some like horrible neighborhood. Junk it up. Nobody will touch it. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. <laughs> That's valuable advice from Rox there. Uh, so, so yes, uh, thanks so much for watching. If you if you enjoy these things, uh, as you can tell, we've been stacking them up as I've been finishing up my projects so we can get back to life as we know it. Uh, so if you do like them, though, um, help us out. Go to decoffee.com slash support. Throw some coins in the virtual tin uh, because while we do have a car with uh, air conditioning now, uh, it does eat gas. So that would help. Uh, so thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time on The Way Home Reviews. Bye!